Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Welcome, you guys. I already told my guest this before we started the podcast episode, but I really want to just say it again. I need to hammer this home because uh, after 2020, when my podcast went away for a little while, I was like, I can't listen to podcasts. Like it's just, it, it hurts. I, I can't, I'm, unless it's like a, a history podcast, like I really love lore. There were some other ones that I listened to that like, okay, this doesn't feel like it's in... It's it it does it's not triggering like yeah. th- those are the only things I listen to and then uh, a little over a year ago or maybe it was a year ago um, I'm like you know I really want to get back into listening to podcasts like the girly fun pop culture like the things that I loved the things that I still love and so uh, I was like well who do I start with because so many of my friends have podcasts right. and I'm like that feels a little like, I don't know if I could like go and like listen to my actual like close friends. So I decided I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start with the morning toast. And Jackie, when I say that I have become the biggest fan, like I will say this here now, anyone listening to this podcast, I think that the morning toast is the best podcast out there. And the days that you guys don't do it, I'm like, well, this is going to be boring doing my makeup today. Like I just, I, I think the the way that, and let me just, I, I didn't even say who you are. This is Jackie <laughs> Ashray. <laughs> and she has a podcast called The Morning Toast with her sister, Claudia Ashray. And y'all's dynamic is just, it's, it's, it's perfect. And even your, your, the way that you guys have this like language that only the two of you know, it still translates to strangers and the structure of your podcast, just everything about it. It just makes me feel comfy and happy. And I feel like you guys are my best friends now. I feel a little bit stalkerish. And um, I'm just so excited that you're a guest here because so often when I listen, I'm just like, God, I feel like if I met Jackie, we would be friends. And I know that like people say that all the time 
probably to no, you, but you like, I, I mean it. So much in common, like, especially today. And I was telling you before we started that this is an honor for me because exactly what you're describing our podcast as for you right now, like, that's what your podcast was for me years ago before I ever started podcasting. Yours was the first and only podcast that I listened to, even now, like, aside from listening to shows on our network and like, sometimes seeing like what the competition is up to. I really don't listen to that many podcasts. And yours is literally was the only one that I listened to for so long. So to be on it now is so full circle and really cool for me. Wait, Jackie, I can't believe that I I was nervous. Like when like we reached out, I was just like, oh my gosh, but like, I don't know, like I'm a fan now. So to know that you listened to mine before, honored, fucking honored. Also, Also, you were really the first person to do it in our category, like reality TV podcast, like you were the first. Now everyone on your show has a podcast, but like yeah. we were before all the Bachelor podcasts and then all the rewatch podcasts and all the recap podcasts. Like you were podcasting like way before everyone. People You're a pioneer. Say, yeah, people say that to me, and then I'm like, was I? I did. It didn't in, feel like in that. like the pop but culture world. Totally. Not, and, not in the not in the world of podcasting. Obviously, I you know Joe Rogan's doing eleven years, whatever. Yeah. But in like this niche community, like you really are one of the firsts. Well, I, I guess like yeah, in this community, this yeah, this very specific community, and like for millennial women, I yeah. think too. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, like seriously, thank you for for telling me that because that just makes me feel really warm and happy inside and less stalkery. Because and I'm so happy you're bringing the podcast back. Thank you. And I know you've been on Patreon for a few years and we love Patreon over here. Yeah. Um, but straight up with Stassi is iconic and it's time she's back. Thank you so much. Okay. So Jackie, this is, I was thinking about how I wanted to do this episode because I'm like, okay, like there's so many things that we could talk about, but I don't, we only have so much time and you are a new mom. And so thank you for carving time out of new mom life to do this. So I figured... In a dream world, in my fantasies, when we're friends in my fantasies and like I'm in New York and you happen to be like back in New York in the same time and we're all hanging out and we're around other people and I like got you into a corner. What are the things that I would want <laughs> to talk about with you? And so they're random and some are specific. And um, but I feel like that's the fun selfishly that I want to have right now. Totally. I'm so here for it. I'm so excited. Do you have people come up to you like when you do uh, meet and greets or or like in your DMs or or f- like group message boardy things being like, I'm a Claudia or I'm a Jackie. Make sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We did make shirts once. They didn't sell that great. So then we never really, really made. Yeah, we had like, I'm the Claudia, you're the Jackie and I'm the Jackie, you're the Claudia. And they just like didn't really pop off. So we left it. There it wasn't a recurring Boo. item in the store. Boo. Bring it back. Um, I hope that now I'm talking that I'm talking about it. It will inspire more people. I Listen, I don't like to this might come as a surprise, but I don't really like to choose sides like I team whatever like you don't have to like be on a team. But more often when I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, I, I think I'm a Jackie like I do. I even brought this up to Taylor Strecker because Taylor Strecker is like best friends with Claudia. Yeah. And I'm like, if we all met, I was like, Taylor, I think that if we met me and Jackie, like we kind of might be somewhat of the same person, which is so interesting because you and Claudia are like so similar. 
so similar. It's so true. Everyone who listens, like, I think either identifies as a Jackie or a Claudia. And I feel like before you get to know our show, you just assume Claudia and I are so similar because we are. We have the same interests and we talk the same and we have similar personalities. But then once you're in the toast, you realize how different we are. 100%. And then I do feel like we cover a lot of women being like, I'm either a Jackie or a Claudia. Yeah, well, that's like the magic of your podcast is that not only do you guys have like this comfortability with each other because you're family, you're sisters, mm-hmm. but because you're so different, it never feels like um, this is just a one-sided opinion. It's, 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 we're getting different perspectives on every issue and it's just, it's like magic in a bottle. Like it really is. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so glad that you love the podcast so much. That really means everything. Yeah. Please never stop. I never want to stop. Everyone thought like when I moved, it would be me like trying to say like, I'm trying to stop. No, I have a full studio in my house. I love, I really love podcasting. I love the toast so much. I love doing it every single day. I love doing it with Claudia. I I don't want to stop anytime soon. Okay, good. Good. Because like, literally, I would, my mornings would get really depressing and really lonely. And I'd have to find somebody else. And that's just, that's that's not the vibe for me right now. Yeah. And there's not a lot of daily shows out there. No, there's not. Which is also like, you guys do so much. You could do less. I I would be okay if you guys did less because it would make me feel better about myself. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. we. It's crazy. Like when we think about it at a glance, like, so we do the Toast five days a week. We do five extra episodes a month on Patreon. I do the Redheads book club podcast. And then like sometimes I'll do guests on other podcasts, but I don't really do that that much. And like when I think about, and these days the Toast is over an hour an episode. So it's like way more than 30 hours a month that we're doing. And you do YouTube. Yep. You, and you we guys- do the- you do YouTube. There's just a lot of you content. Did. And sometimes it's like, will we ever run out of things to talk about? I don't think so because we're just being like, we're just talking about our lives. So it's like, you know, it's whatever we did that day, we're going to talk about it. Well, did you ever get to a point where you felt like, especially during COVID, like, oh, wow, nothing's going on. So I have nothing to talk about. I'm worthless. Yeah. Because I yeah. felt worthless. There were some bleak fucking episodes um, in those few months. And actually, when COVID first broke out and we were still doing episodes and things were going well, but we realized the news was slowing down. Obviously, you know, there was people weren't leaving their house. Celebrities like weren't making news. So Claudia and I actually were like, you guys, we're just going to do the show Monday, Wednesday, Friday until like things pick back up. Yeah. And everyone was like, you can't. We need you. We need, so no, now's we, the time. Yeah, we need. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't do that. But there were definitely some days of really pulling teeth. But like especially because you- we didn't have anything going on in our personal lives either. So sometimes the show like the stories stink, but we'll spend the first 20 minutes just talking about what's going on with us. But when every single day was the same, plus there's no good news or funny news and people aren't being funny and interesting. It was bleak. No, I like I'm so impressed that you guys carried through, carried on through that. Because I I mean, even like the last podcast episode I did was like May 2020. So like that, like those two months or a month and a half of like COVID time before Uh I stopped, I was like, wow, I just realized how untalented I am because I have nothing to say if I'm not experiencing anything. Like I have zero to say. I think that's just true of people. Like we have nothing to say if we're not experiencing anything. Like, I don't I feel think it's, like you'd it's not be able to talk about to, like your wallpaper for an be, hour. <laughs> yeah, to a degree, but like it's not natural to not have anything going on. Like the way that we lived in those early months of 2020 was unnatural. So I think people didn't know like how to entertain, how to behave because this was like, not normal. Do you feel like you are? 
I, I'm just going to say, I feel like after these past two years, I am socially awkward. Like I used to be way better at being around people, at socializing, at communicating, at talking to people. Like I, I am, I feel myself being socially awkward and I'm like aware of it. And then it takes over like my brain and like physically I can feel it. So then I just like recoil like even further. And I wonder if like you felt the same. I feel like I'm still, uh, the jury is still out because I haven't like come out of it yet because we went from like COVID and I was in New York, which was like locked down until, I don't know, yesterday. And right as New York was opening back up was when I got pregnant. And then like the new variants were emerging. So I stayed home again while I was pregnant aside from working. And then I was a new mama. And then when my baby was around six months, we moved to Florida. Now I'm kind of like, living here, but still in my very small world. So I feel like I don't know yet what I'm like socially. But even before COVID, I am a socially awkward person. And I think people don't expect that from me because Mm -hmm. you like listen to my podcast. I talk for hours on end and everyone like feels like they know me. So it's like, where's the Jackie from the show? And I think people think I'm being cold because I'm not being that person. Right. And they don't realize like I'm so shy and... I've gotten better about how shy I am because as I've gotten just like more mature and a little and more confident, but it's like more natural for me to be quiet and just observe and listen than it is for me to have this really big personality like I have on the show. Once you, once I'm like comfortable with people, like my best friends, like the person that they, they, and they all watch the toast, like the person they see on the toast is the person that they're friends with because that's how I am once I'm like really comfortable with someone um, or with people. But Initially, I'm really like just a little reserved. Okay. So see, this is all new, new, this type of vibe like is new for me. I don't feel like I used to be that way. I, and I can't remember. It's like, is it just because I was on a reality show? So I was forced to just like be out there all the time, constantly just talking, 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 being dramatic. Like you're you're rewarded for being dramatic. You're rewarded for being around people and how you communicate with them. And now I'm like that I've been on my own for two years. I'm like, is this just who I always was or is this who I am now? Yeah. And it's like you've grown up. So obviously you've changed in that sense, but then your life changed so much. And it's like, would you have been this person two years later if everything hadn't happened? I know. I don't know. It's like it's 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 scary, like coming out with the podcast again, because I've had this like obviously a fear of being like, if I'm not the same person that I was before, am I still valuable in in this world and not in like the world as in like Earth? And well, I know, but like, in like in this space. Yes, in this space. And yeah. I think for sure. I mean, first of all, I sorry, think if you're I didn't not to ask you, not, like, am I valuable? No, no, no. <laughs> but I th- no, I know what you're saying, though, because I feel like I've changed so much in the last few years. And especially since we started our podcast. And I feel like one, if you're not changing and, and growing and like you're not experiencing like being a human being and that's you're not supposed to be the same person that you were. Yeah. Then, you know, so I just as a, like, I think it's good to change. And also the people that are listening along with you, like are changing too. And that's what I tell a myself. lot of the things that you are. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, well, I think we're all changing together. I mean, we're all t- like by definition aging. So like we're all evolving in some way. So hopefully, hopefully 
hopefully this this podcast isn't a dud. This this whole comeback of straight up with Stassi isn't a bust. <laughs> no way. And I feel like you're already back like you do your podcast you podcast all the time because you do patreon too yeah but that's just with Bo, with my with my husband so like i've gotten into this just very specific way of podcasting that i don't know i don't like it's so strange to do like be doing it with guests at this point i feel like with guests two things one like it's actually more like there's more to talk about i feel like you'll find yourself like opening up like more like pockets of your brain as opposed to like when you're just talking to your husband and also how do you podcast with your husband all the time like I I sometimes podcast with Zach like maybe once a year on our anniversary for a Patreon special Mm -hmm. episode and it is it takes everything in me to like not fight no Jackie when I said literally (laughs) Lo who works on it with me is sitting here snickering laughing because when I tell you that I know that Bo and I will get through anything that life throws at us. I mean, divorce will never be something that crosses our minds. Like we can get through anything because we podcast together and it is so hard. And there are so many days of just like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like it is do what I want to do. Say what I want you to say, like come back to the story in the way that I want you to come back to it. Oh my God. Yeah. Or like sometimes I'm talking to Zach on a podcast and he will nod. I'm like, this is a podcast. No, it's a podcast. It's you need audio. to say yes. Yes. They I didn't know. see you nod. Yeah. Trust me. It is. It's a definite um, strain on the relationship, but it's only made us stronger. <laughs> oh, feel. for sure. Yeah. I feel like if you can get through that, you can get through anything. Yeah. It's good communication practice. Totally. It's like mini therapy sessions. Yeah. Okay. I have some girly questions for you. Okay, let's do because it. you're interested in lots of things that I am interested in. I know yeah. you love history, specifically you do you love Titanic, which I, I do think- love Titanic. That's like a new thing for me. When I saw the movie, like when it came out, one and then even a few years ago, I saw it. Like I wasn't so I'm not so attached to the movie. I love it because it now of the way that it actually like really depicts the ship and and the his what's true about the movie. Wait, did you only see the movie recently? So no, I saw it like growing up, but we were also really young. So um, yeah, like had to watch with eyes closed and it was like on two tapes. So I don't know if if I ever watched really the whole thing, but I actually remember specifically like six years ago, I was on vacation with my family and I, I was so hungover. I think I actually like gave myself alcohol poisoning because I was like genuinely sick. Another, that's like a fun thing about me is that I can't fucking hang. Um, (laughs) So I was in the hotel room all day and everyone was out and Titanic was on like VH1 or something. So I watched the whole movie with commercials. It probably took six hours. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. And it was the first time I really experienced it. And I loved it so much. I was like, this, this is an amazing movie. Does anyone like know about it? <laughs> and then I didn't, I never really like came back to it. And it wasn't until maybe a year and a half ago. I'm really into history. And I think one of our areas where our Venn diagrams cross over is like the Gilded Age. Yes. And the Titanic just like kept popping up as it was kind of like the end of one era and the mm-hmm. beginning of another. So like it was Downton like in Abbey. the beginning of Downton Abbey, they referenced yeah. the Titanic. And I just like kept, uh, you know, having these moments of being like the Titanic, the Titanic. And I was like, you know what? I want to learn more about the Titanic. So then I wound up reading like a whole book about the Titanic that really covered, it was only a few days that they were on the ship. So there's not like that much. And then I got the picture. Plus what's cool is in modern times, like there's always kind of news coming out about the Titanic. Yeah. 
And I just think it's so cool. This thing that happened 100 years ago is just still like so top of mind for so many people. Okay, well, you know how you are not into TikTok or like you won't commit yet. I will. I use, I was on TikTok in the beginning of the pandemic. Like you can catch me doing the renegade. My profile is it's at Jackie O. And like, honestly, it's perfect. I don't ever want to make another TikTok because the ones that are there are like actually good, funny and like cute. And now I would just like be an embarrassment. Um, but I am against TikTok because it's such a time suck. And I already like don't have enough time for things. And I can't imagine I would get nothing done. Okay. If, I would spend time on TikTok. So I have a way to convince you to get on TikTok, to, okay. to, to get back into it. Because mm-hmm. um, I, whenever I listen to The Morning Toast, Claudia is trying to get you back on TikTok. And it's not about posting. Like, I actually like don't like posting on TikTok. Like, I do it because I feel like I have to. Um, but it's about it's about the hole that I can fall into. And the one of the main ways I got into TikTok during the pandemic was because it was showing me a lot of Titanic and the amount of Titanic TikToks that are out there that are still in my algorithm to this day. Fascinating. So many vast. Okay. You could learn all the info that you don't even know about the Titanic yet. Like TikTok, you can go down any hole imaginable. You could go down a hole that's like TikTok videos of pink wallpaper and like those TikToks would never end. Yeah, no. And now with Queen Talk, I would love to be on. Actually, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get TikTok because people are making all these like fan videos from our show, like old clips. They'll like resurface them and stuff. I totally forgot happened. It's so funny. I'm like, okay, I'll go on TikTok to watch myself. And (laughs) I can't get into my account because I used my student email to make my account. And now my student email like is... uh, finish my college email. I don't know why I use that email and I can't get in. I like had someone trying to help me and I haven't heard anything. So I actually can't get back into my TikTok. Mm, And I just took that as a sign. I took that as a sign. I feel like that does not make sense. They just like deleted your email. Yeah. Like they were sending out like emails before being like, your email is going to be activated in March. Like just do what you need to do. I didn't think I had anything connected to my college email and I hadn't been on TikTok in so long it never occurred to me that that was what was in there. Okay. Well listen, start another. Enough excuses. But Enough I have excuses. To handle Jackie O. Oh. And I'm verified and my TikToks are fire. You should be able there there's a way. No, there's a way. I'm not I honestly I haven't thought about it since I need to try it harder. Okay, but I figured that I could maybe convince you by explaining that like your algorithm could be set to everything that you love. Like it doesn't have to be families dancing. It doesn't have to be like like lip syncing, whatever the fuck. Like my algorithm is like Scottish castles, like okay. um, real period clothing, what they would have looked like back in the day. Some Titanic stuff, like maybe some like space things. Like it's so specific that like you could could it could end up being something that like you really love and I thought by talking about Titanic and convince that could convince you you know what that is pretty convincing because I do feel like on the whole TikTok is making people less smart a lot of the stuff that people like the challenges and it's just like really really stupid stuff um but now you're making the case that TikTok can make me smarter and like know yes. more. Yes. And see how well I know compelling. you. <laughs> see that's how well compelling. I know you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So just like you have to find the algorithm that is right for you. And it just takes like a couple days of practice. But I will say, listening to your podcast, 
you and Claudia talk about all the books that you're reading made me start reading again. And your recommendations were fantastic. And now reading is taking away from my TikTok time that I'm just like, I don't know how people do all of the things. Like, how do you ask Claudia? Because she's read literally like 50 books this year already. Nobody spends more time on TikTok than her, but she doesn't have a child. So that That, might be where the gap is. That's one of the things. Yeah, because the children take up 98.8. 9% of my soul, my my mental and emotional space, just just everything. Like I couldn't possibly. Like I feel like I don't have time to like do my nails or like 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 properly wash my hair. Like yeah, it's so TikTok and reading and watching a show. Oh, that's funny. And watching shows, that's right. hysterical. Like, right. No, that's that's why for me like TikTok has fallen off. Yeah. Of that list because I read and I watch shows. But if instead of watching shows that don't educate, you could be going on TikTok and educating yourself. And you know what I have realized? I'm going to like be honest. I spend a lot of time on Instagram, like just scrolling and like I'm the first view on like so many people's stories. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) And I think I would spend less time on Instagram if I spent time on TikTok. And, and, and that's being honest. I think I spend way too much time on Instagram and it's actually not even that interesting. Yeah, no, I actually feel the same way because I do. Because if Hartford hears anything coming from my phone, then she needs to have it. So like, I can't watch anything on yeah. my phone. So TikTok, I can't do that around her. So I'll be like, okay, I guess I'll just scroll on silent like through Instagram. But it is so boring. And I'm not out here trying to get people to stop going on Instagram because that's where my following is (laughs) so um I don't need to like do that to myself like bury myself in the ground the ground but um same it is it is kind of bore bore Instagram is it's boring yeah but it like it captures you and like I could spend hours on it but like I actually wouldn't have seen anything that I needed to see I couldn't tell you what I looked at exactly whereas if I'm on Titanic talk yeah I might know more okay so I'm going to check in with you about the whole TikTok thing. Like at some point, it'll be like a blind, like a like there will be no warning. But I I want to know I'm going to want to know if you found your way back. I'm going to work on now that you've convinced me, honestly, I'm going to work harder at getting my account back because I had totally dropped the ball. Thank you. Okay, another question I have for you that I've been dying to know. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't say Queenie. Okay. Okay, I know that you are a royal enthusiast. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I love the Royals too. And I want to know who your favorite of all time and favorite living Royal is right now. It could be anyone or like they don't have to be working. They don't have to be working Royals. Okay. Because I know you want me to say like Meghan Markle. Well, no, you don't have to if you don't. I, I eventually I'm like sneakily trying to get your thoughts on Meghan Markle. But like, cool. Thanks for yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk because I know that you love her. Um, my favorite royal of all time is Queen Victoria. Obsessed. Oh, that's a great answer. It's a great show. Oh my, I love the show Victoria. I'm just like obsessed with her as like a queenie, obviously. And as a mom, she had so many kids. And then at one point in history, her grandchildren were sitting on every major throne in Europe. And that was her goal with Prince Albert and like to bring like a constitutional monarchy to all the countries in Europe. And I just think like she's amazing, even though I think once Albert 
spoiler alert, uh, dies, she's kind of like loses it and she spends the rest of her life in mourning and the being like weird. Yeah. But I think that's like a really wonderful answer, especially for the reasons that you just explained. But so this is something else that happens on TikTok. They they kill your dreams on TikTok. Oh god! I came across so many TikToks about how Victoria was the worst. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't stop watching. And it was just that she was the worst mother and so mean to her children and like wouldn't let the youngest get married. And just like the things that she would say to her children and that like she told like Albert, that's the oldest one that like his, his dad is his death was because of him and I'm like oh my god so like does Victoria suck Uh, yeah I don't think she was a good mother especially once Albert Prince Albert died and I think especially with the younger kids she was like very um I don't know what the word is she like wouldn't let them like leave the house and stuff and there was a lot of weirdness I think yeah that's and that's what I mean like in the like the second half of her life I think things took a turn but like the part from Victoria that we've seen so far in the first three seasons and just the fact that she had so many kids when at first, like she was so nervous to have kids because no sitting queen had successfully had kids before. Yeah. So, and her love story with Albert, even though he was her first cousin. I don't um, care about that. Like literally irrelevant. I I don't (laughs) care. Like their love story is amazing. And listen, I love Bo so much, but if he passed away, I don't think I would wear black for the rest of my life. Like, I just don't think I would. Right. Like, right. Maybe it's because he's not your cousin. So like, you're not that close. (laughs) But it is a love story for the books. No. Yeah. Um, because it was a love match, like, and an appropriate royal match. You don't really get both. And I could see the dynamic sometimes between them, like, in there where I'm like, oh, I totally get why she's getting annoyed with him and why he's getting annoyed with her. It's like, oh, it's giving me Stassi and Bo vibes right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, he's so, just trying to find his place and be, like, the man of the house. And Victoria just, like, won't let him. Like, that's... But, oh, wow. So I'm Victoria. Yeah, there's worse things for sure. No, but that's so true. Especially Prince Philip struggled with that too, like not being king and constantly like being outranged by your wife and like trying to find a place in this world. But I feel like Prince Albert did a really good job of being really great for the country Mm -hmm. in like very, he was very like pro modernizing, like pro new technology. He had his little, not little, but the exhibition, the world's fair thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he added a lot of value in the end. I totes fucking agree. Great fucking answer. Thanks. Uh, Okay. Now for living Royal is actually a really hard question for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I've never really thought about it because for me, it's always been the queen and she's the reason why I love the royals Mm -hmm. there's no one else that i really feel a kinship to right now so i guess i guess i would have to go kate like basic Mm -hmm. answer yeah Uh, and let me just say i love kate like i'm not one of those that's like you have to pick one or the other no no i can love both of them for different reasons like that one has nothing to do with the other. So I think Kate is fantastic and elegant and just really has like managed to like, wow, like you are like a queen. She is yeah. queenly. Right. And she started as a lay person and she really like took it all on and she has it like within her. I think she, I mean, there's really, 
if you love the Royals, there's n- nothing not to like about her because she does plays the part so well and she's yeah. so committed. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. She's not like also, my number one, but I really like William these days, too. OK, is that like very new that you like William? It's only new because it's like not so here for Charles. And I'm just like, I'm excited now for William because I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. Yeah, Charles is like kind of, a, you know, you have one job right now, Charles. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like to just have your shit together in front of everyone right now. Like mm-hmm. behind closed doors, like you could be anything you want to be. But like while the cameras are on you, while we're looking at you, just like don't yell and or like make a fuss about your pen or to like your staff. Like just like just put like to have a smile on your face for a second. Fake it for a second. It's like your only job. And like you can't manage to do that. But it's like. He hasn't had to rise to the occasion until last week, but now he's 73 years old and like he's not going to change his behavior. Like what 73 year old like is fake. Yeah, that's a really good point. But okay, I mean, he has to know that he looks like a crotchety old man. I I, I hope someone's telling him. I hope he's on TikTok at least. (laughs) Like Someone needs to get him the memo. Because yeah. like this, this isn't fun. Why do you think? Why do you think he just didn't like say I don't want to be king? Because I think he wants to be king. First of all, he's waited his whole life, and he's like, now it's my turn. And to abdicate the throne is a really big scandalous deal. Yeah, and so it wouldn't just be like I'm not going to be king, but I'm going to let William, and I'm going to be like with my family. Like if he would have to be like outcast out of the country if he abdicated, like Prince Edward. The, oh, so that I, I know that happened to Prince Edward, but I didn't realize like that's what has to happen if you abdicate. Well, because you're like, didn't like you're kind of turning away from everything. You know, I don't think you can abdicate in a way where it's not contentious. You can't abdicate in a way that's like I'm 73 years old and like this would probably work out better for you guys if it's my son. Like I'm doing that. Like this is a. I'm doing a good deed. This is for the greater good. I never thought of it like that, but Um, I feel like it's, it's just not done. You know, lots of things aren't done that are like becoming things that are done at this point. Like, yeah, but I don't think there are things that should be done. Okay. I still think it should be done. I don't know. For Charles. Yeah, well, now kill like, him. I had hope. No, before the queen passed away, like I thought maybe, you know, she was going to leave a letter saying, skip him. Yeah, I want William. And I, w- I was really excited for that potential. But now that it, it was just him, like she never, she wants it to be him. Like I'm trying to respect her wishes. Okay. And the fact that his name is King Charles is a, a plus for me because my dog's King Charles yeah. Cavalier Spaniel. And so every time I see his name, King Charles, I get excited. And other than that, I don't have a lot of positives at the moment. All right. Well, I'm right there with you right now. I'll lean into the dog part of that. (laughs) Um, That's yeah, that's it. Okay. What is your all time favorite period piece television show? Probably it has to be Downton Abbey. It's just so well done. And it's so there's so many seasons there's so many characters there's like the house is real yeah the storylines like feel like they're really so rooted in so many like watershed historical moments like there's just so much as opposed to if if victoria had eight seasons it would probably be victoria but like i can't live on those three seasons forever 
Actually, Victoria, while it was so great, like there there weren't enough characters in it to make it like what Downton was. Yeah. Like Downton had, you need like all of those characters, all, there wasn't enough upstairs, downstairs. And I, I know people are like sick of watching like upstairs, downstairs shit. I'm not like, I think it's interesting and fascinating, but like Downton had so many specific like knockout characters that I think that's why it's just, it's so much better than Victoria. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's just, there's something for everyone. There's actually a show called Upstairs, Downstairs. Have you ever seen it? No, but I'm writing it down right now. There was one from like decades ago that is like the first original version. And then there's a more recent version. Claire Foy is in it actually. And I think it's only one or two seasons and it's crazy. You should watch it. When you said it came out like a long, like night. There's two versions. Watch the newer one. Watch the newer one. Yeah. Okay. Do you have to... um, like have one of those things where you trick your TV into thinking that it's a VPN. No VPN. No. Okay. You don't need to have it because there are so many things that I'm like, Oh, can't watch this. I need to know what I don't remember where I watched upstairs downstairs. You might have to download like a weird British. Exactly. But speaking of random apps, there's an app called Acorn. Have you ever heard of it? No. Do I need to write this down too? Yes, because there is a show on that app that was one of the best shows I ever watched in my whole life. It's like 1950s Australia, I think. It's called A Place to Call Home. And it is the most amazing show. I think there's like five seasons and it was amazing. I think you would love it. Give it like a few episodes in the beginning. It feels so Hallmarky, like Hallmark history. But then it gets real. Okay. See, that's where that's where a lot of the shows lose me. Like, you know, like people are like, why don't you watch like Rain? Like that show that was on. There was like there are a few that feel too like CW or Hallmarky that I'm like, I can't. Yes. That one Rain that everyone always tells me to watch. I'm like, it's fake. It's fake. I can't like I cannot get down with it. I can only get down with fakeness if it's done like Bridgerton. Like Uh, where it's so obviously like. This is not real. So you, we know it's not real. Don't pretend to be real, but not be real. I totally agree. Did you ever watch the Medici show on Netflix? Okay, so that's on my watch list. I watched the first two episodes and um, I can't tell whether it's going to be... It's older though. Like, But I can't tell whether it's something that I'm... I don't think about it if that's... I understand. Sense. When I was watching it, I liked it. And I love learning like real that like, I'm spending my time like watching worthwhile things and like learning. I didn't know the, about the Medici. I've never kept up with like Florentine history. I actually feel like you do, though. So it was just like a crash history course. But my issue with the show is like the Medici were like the most powerful, like they didn't have titles or anything, but they might as well have been like the royal family of Florence. Yeah. And the show's only focus on the instances in history when they're like at their worst and suffering. It's like, I want to see the flourishing Medicis. Totally. No, I get that. Oh my that God. That was you like know what? Poldark. Okay, Pol- did I Did I DM you about Poldark? Yeah. That's okay. when we, I think that's when you first DM me and I like learned you were a toaster and then we were sharing Rex. Okay, because I'm like, I feel like I talked to you about Poldark or said something, but I have, I have strong opinions about Poldark. I was so into it. Until I wasn't. And now I and now I hate it. And I don't actually think I've even finished what's even there because I can't stand Poldark. 
the character. I can't stand like, Ross Poldark. Like, like he is horrible. What, who thought this was a good idea for uh-huh. them to make him so completely unlikable with like barely any redeeming qualities? Like, this is not what I like. This is not what we want. It's not what the people want to see. No, I was rooting for George Warlegan by the end. I was like, someone needs to put Poldark in his place for once and for all. 100%. Did you finish it? Are you like did. caught up? I did finish it because I watched that in like the 11th hour of my pregnancy. When I had watched I what felt like everything under the sun, I had read every single book. I started playing the keyboard because I like needed hobbies and I was so <laughs> bored just staying at home waiting yeah. to give birth. I was in confinement. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and you know what else I watched in earlier in my pregnancy that I really couldn't get into, which is shocking. I'm waiting. For and it. I feel like I'm, I'm going to offend you. Are you going to say Outlander? Yeah. Fuck you. Like, and I think I watched the whole first season. Yeah. And I, everyone was telling me about the scene that I needed to prepare for. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. watch it. I actually had Claudia watch it for me to tell me if I could handle it because I was pregnant. And like everyone was saying, don't watch it if you're pregnant. So she's never seen the show. She goes just to that scene, watches it, is so emotionally disturbed. Is like, why did I do that for you? She told me what happened. And then I move forward. But I, I don't know why. Like that show just gave me such a pit. That's so interesting that you were pregnant while this while you were giving it a shot because it was the show that got me through being pregnant wow. like it got me through the summer of 2020 like it was i had never seen it before and i'm like okay well i'm at home with zero jobs and pregnant as therefore completely sober so like i'm i'm what am i what am i going to do i'm guess i'm going to just like lose myself in a show that i've i've never seen before and i started Outlander and like when I like like Jackie when I wash my face at night sometimes I just listen to the different Outlander theme intro songs on repeat like it like reminds me of like a time that like I was able to like escape like the 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 pains that I was feeling in life and just like live in a whole other world that was the Highlands in Scotland and I just thought it was so good that it could to me like rival Downton Abbey in a way it doesn't but like that's how committed I was to it and I am so shook that you had the opposite experience with it I I feel like for you it was like a comfort show and I don't know why I it made me gave me like anxiety maybe because the whole time I was watching it I would talk about on the toast and people would be like don't watch this scene and then even I did watch the second season I remember because they go to France and people would say like there's another pregnancy triggering scene don't watch this so I was constantly on edge like I was so nervous I was about to be triggered when I'm not really like that to begin with yeah so I just think it was just kind of like ruined the experience and then I forget when I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I think I, I watch most of the second season now that I think about it. I mean, there's a lot of them. So like you, you basically you never watched Outlander. That's how that's how I view it. But like yeah. now that I think about it, there is so many pregnancy. There, there are so many. I just must be kind of like a monster. I mean, because like it's soothing for me, though, to like watch something that's like scary or or like yeah suspenseful I am not about that life like that's where we differ yeah there's in no a real spooky, way spooky did for you, you ever read luckiest girl alive I've never heard of it oh my gosh it's one of my favorite books and it's a very dark and 
you would absolutely love it. And in like two days, the movie is coming out on Netflix starting Mila Kunis. And I actually just got a screener of the movie. And so I just watched it and it was really good. But the book is amazing. And you literally need to start that today. Okay, so book before the movie, because sometimes you say movie before the book. Yes, book before the movie. Okay, good to know. Mm hmm. Good. I will. I will absolutely start that. Okay. So no Outlander for you. I just think it. It also is just so weird that, like, we have so much in common. Again, I'm fangirling again, <laughs> but we also went through something that, like, really I think will bind us with like all other women that are like that have experienced the same thing. Going through pregnancy during a lockdown is like. It's such a specific, weird thing that when I talk, like people will ask me, they'll be like, are you, do you want to have other kids? Like, do you want to have more kids? And I'm like, yes, I, I actually really do. I'm not trying right now because I'm like not ready for that yet. But like, I'm also scared of being pregnant again because it was such a dark experience to be like forced to be in my home. Like I didn't get to experience pregnancy the way like we live normal life now or or before and yeah. that was the same for you like you don't know what it's like to be a pregnant person like the way life normally is yeah but for me that makes me excited to be pregnant again because I'm like okay and then I can go I could go on vacation and I could do stuff that I couldn't do then I feel like I don't even have a lot of like pictures of myself pregnant like I was never even a bathing suit pregnant you know yeah. like because I didn't do anything so now that makes me excited to do it again because I feel like it won't be the same. And maybe that's also because I moved. So like every I'm excited to do it in suburbia with the backyard, like yeah. doing it like in my apartment in the city. What at, at coming off of a lockdown, there was actually only like two months before. Because I got pregnant in like uh, May 2021, the end of May. Mm -hmm. And the mandates had only started loosening up in like April and May. And so I literally had like two months of fun. I remember I went to Nashville. We did a girl's trip. And then it was like back in was, yeah. hibernation. Okay. Well, I really like your perspective on it. It's like way more optimistic than mine. Because like I yeah. I look at it as like, oh my God, it's another like, like not to be dramatic, but like death sentence. Just like I'm going to be stuck in my house, like watching Outlander on repeat, making funfetti cupcakes with like no one to talk to. Like it just like I'm so scared of that. No, but, but now I'm like, I look at Rihanna who would like have all these moments and like totally. looks with her belly. And I'm like, I want to do that. I totally. couldn't do that. No, all the, the amount of clothes that I bought when I found out that I was pregnant, thinking that I was going to like, this would only last a couple of months, this like lockdown, and then I'd be going back on Vanderpump Rules pregnant. So I was going to need clothes and outfits to wear, like did not wear one thing. It's a, it's a whole closet full of clothes that were or, that are unworn. I literally just lived in sweatpants. It was the ugliest pregnant person ever. It was so not fun. Zero OOTDs. I did, right. And I didn't even buy really a lot of maternity clothes because I didn't go anywhere. Like I bought maternity leggings and then I would just wear like merch with it. It was so boring. Yeah. No. Okay. So like if we ever get pregnant again, if we're lucky enough to get pregnant again, this time around, fashion. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, 
so funny. Like we say that now and then I'm sure I'll like remember why I just wanted to wear leggings and sweatshirts. Yeah, I feel like I have this idea that like at this time I'm going to feel like a really hot, like hot pregnant person. And like no one ever feels like a hot pregnant person. No. And I feel like and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like my hottest pregnancy will have been my first because I was at my smallest starting. starting. And I don't know if I'll get back to the same starting weight. And so I feel like that was my shot. And I actually took maternity photos because I had that thought. I was like, I think I don't know that I'm going to be this cute. Like, and I'm not even that cute, but like, I think it gets worse after this. That's bleak um, though. That's, you know, and, that you, you were really getting me hyped up maybe for like a, a second no, pregnancy, but now you're right. Our, like, no, but I feel like, and not to be so toxic, but what I wanted to ask you about is I feel like your postpartum bounce back or whatever, like, you look so amazing. And I mean, pregnancy is gorgeous and you're like just beautiful. But like, I feel like you're maybe because you also just had your wedding. So you had to get Thank to like yeah. wedding zone. But I feel like you're back like where like nothing ever happened. It took a while. So I feel like people because a lot of people ask me this. They're just like, how did you lose the baby weight? And no, I'm like, literally like if this was my podcast and I would ask you that because okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like in it now and I'm it's not easy. It's not easy. And it took a really long time. Like I didn't get back to into my clothes until a year. I feel like it was Hartford's birthday that I was like, oh my God, I fit all my old clothes again. It took a fucking year. Like, and it was, and I tried everything. Like there were like months at a time where, and I'm not here to give diet and advice or whatever the fuck. I'm just explaining like what I've done. There were, and I'm asking. Yeah. There were months when I would just have like bone broth for dinner, like, and Bo would just like put spices in it. And like life was just, like not fun when it came to enjoying foods. And I tried like running four miles a day. Like that ended up like not working for me. I tried all of the diets. I tried all of the things. And eventually I feel like what actually like worked the most, and I'm going to sound crazy because it's not, this thing isn't everywhere. There's this thing called EMS training. Okay. Okay. The dude who plays Spider-Man did it. And you put on this fucking suit that like kind of electrocutes you and you do the hardest workout of your life while you're like, be your muscles are being electrocuting isn't the right word. I don't know technically what it does, but it is. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. Like Bo tries to do it. And it I love when I see like men try to do it because they're just like, oh, my God, it hurts. It like it's like having um your what's it called? Contractions. But like every single muscle. Like I have muscle. I'm strong and I've never had muscle before. So my advice to you is to be patient because it's going to take a long time and to try new things if what you're doing like for the moment isn't working, which is like such a lame answer. But like I had to try everything. Yeah. For me, I did you breastfeed. I did for two months and then I pumped for two months and that was so depressing that I was like I can't do this I'm pumping is so depressing it's literally the fucking worst for me I could not think about restricting eating while I was breastfeeding I was so hungry I'd never been that hungry in my life and like I was already like I was still like working moving breastfeeding full-time job like I couldn't add like also thinking about a diet during that time like I just was like this will have to wait until I'm done nursing and pumping. So I didn't finish breastfeeding until like three weeks ago. So, and then once I finished, I was like, and then, uh, you know, I'll go back to having like a normal person appetite and I can think about eating healthy. So like, that's where I'm at now and it's going well, but it's just was like, it's so, 
I, you just like can't think about it because it's like so hard. But you know what? Ma- but you know what made me feel better? I remember I reached out to Lauren Bostic, you know, yeah, from the Skinny Confidential. I love her. Yeah, she's so fucking sweet and also like helpful and and just like willing to just like throw her wisdom whenever somebody asks for it. And I was mess- messaging her and I'm like, I literally like I feel sad. Like I think about my body every single day there. Like every- it feels like there's not a moment. There's not like an hour that goes by where I'm not thinking about how I want to be back to where I was before. Yeah. And she was like, she basically said, like, I literally went through the same exact thing. And every mom, every new mom that I talked to, like, even like years late, like years after they still, it still is something that it's, it's always going to be in our heads. Like, and it's so normal that we're all feeling insecure like that because everyone is, it's like, it's, 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 it just made me feel better to be like, Oh, I'm not alone and psychotic that like, I'm thinking about this 24 seven. Yeah. No, definitely not at all. But now I'm at a place where it's like, okay, I'm ready to do something about it. And I, I mean, I've always, even before, like I, got pregnant like I'm always someone who's like really been on a diet and like I have a slow metabolism it's always been like top of mind for me so it's like I know what I need to do and actually right before I got pregnant um I've been trying for a while and I also like gained a little weight during COVID and then I was like started trying so I was like I'll just you know flub it into my pregnancy weight like yeah and then I didn't get pregnant for a few months and I was I like had also put on a little bit of weight and that was making me depressed in addition to like not being pregnant and I wound up going on like a wellness retreat to um like a place where I could like work out all day and eat healthy and what? Yeah. Uh, I guess you were in a toaster at that time. No, I wanted to go to like an adult fat camp. I was like, I want to just take like a week, work on myself, like work out twice a day and have my meals like made for me and lose weight. And I looked at like so many different places. And also I'm the type of person. It's like, Oh, I have this idea. I need to go next week where it's like, they're all booked. Right. And I actually found a place in Miami that, had availability. It also was like, it worked out timing wise and the program looked really good. And I was expecting that I would go there, like lose a few pounds and then like come home. And then I had like Saqqara meals ready to order. And I was like, I'll do the rest like that, like have something sent to the house. And the place is called Pritikin. And it's actually like this whole like lifestyle and like way of eating. And it was like a diet, but it's really not a diet that I had never done before. And it was amazing. I wound up staying there for two weeks. And then I came home and I implemented it at home for like the next month. And I lost like the weight that I wanted to lose in that month. And and then I got pregnant. And so I'm so glad that I did that because like, that's what I'm doing now. And it's the healthiest diet that I've ever been on. And it's real, like, it's really, it's a way like you can live and you can eat. You have obviously like there's things that you can and can't do, but it's doable. Yeah. Like you don't feel completely depressed. Like you are not getting to enjoy life when you're on this diet. Yeah. But uh, uh, amazing. So good to know. Also, you look fantastic and you just had a baby. What? Like seven months ago? No, no, no. Yes. He's seven months. I I know. And I like really just like not trying to be snap back and I don't ever want to be somebody that's like oh she snapped back so quickly I didn't it took so long it took so fucking long and I was so in my head and sad about it like it's hard it's hard and we all put this pressure on ourselves and like even people would say like by us talking about it right now we're putting more pressure but we all feel the pressure but I think like not talking about it 
Totally. It makes people feel more alone. One, it would yes. make me feel more alone if I'm not like telling people what's going on in my head 24 seven. And yeah. two, like if I was someone listening to a podcast, like going through exactly this, like it would make me feel like very seen to hear yes. someone just like, I'm not saying do this, do that. I'm just complaining. Like yeah. sometimes you just want to complain. Yes. L- yes. I completely agree. Um, but I do have, and I don't know if this is going to happen to you. Like I can't wear a bikini and my boobs are like when when I say it's an old lady's stomach and an, an old lady's boobs, like it's it's not good. It's it's not good. Like I was never the person who could wear a bikini before. So I actually feel like I'm mentally prepared for okay. that. You know, like I'm always in a high waisted bikini with the full supportive bra top. OK, you know, well, I used to have full gorgeous boobs so much so that I had to get a breast reduction now they are little like raisin droplets like it's like a sock with like some a raisin it's like it's I am flat chested it's bizarre and it makes me sad and I definitely want to get some sort of implant but I feel like um I have to wait until I'm done having kids because like I don't it's just gonna happen again yeah what's the point so think your, your body but like now as as someone who has had big boobs and small boobs, I actually feel like you're the only one who can speak to it. Like I have huge boobs and it's so annoying. Like I know. Everything. I get what is, do, I know. Do you prefer having the small boobs though? No, I don't. I thought that I would. Um, I feel, I don't feel like as sexy, I guess. And sexy isn't something I ever go for. It's not yeah. like my vibe, but no, it's you, not my vibe. Not my vibe. <laughs> but like you, you do want to feel like sexiness in yourself. And when like I'm in like a bathing suit or like just like my bra, I'm like, this is not I feel like a, I, I, it, it just doesn't feel like me. Like I always identified as the big boob person. I could lean into that. Like if I'm like in a bathing suit, lean into my big boobs. Like that's what I have to offer. And now I don't have that to offer anymore. And it's like, maybe I'm just having an identity crisis. But I will say I do feel like lighter on my shoulders. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like sitting here and as you're talking, like my back hurts. But okay, that's that's good to know. Because I feel like it's always like the grass is always greener on the other side. People with big boobs want small boobs and vice versa. But now yeah. having had both you, you miss the OGs. Yeah, I miss the OGs. It's helpful that like my nipples now like after the breast reduction, like they raised them like seven inches. So even though like it's just sagginess all up here, like it literally just like looks like bone. Okay. At least my nipples still point up because so it's that's like, not, good. Not all hope is lost right totally. now. Totally, That's so funny. Um, God, I have so much more that I want to, I, I would want to talk to you about. Can, in, in a, in like a few months or something can we do like a, a mom episode because I didn't even yes. like get to all of the things that I wanted to talk to you about but I'm I'd really love us to meet in person too at some point I'm gonna just manifest that okay for sure like I will be in New York we'll chat offline and also I think Claudia and I are gonna come to LA at some point yes so we will definitely do that. And I would love to do a mom podcast. Yes. Okay. I'm going to reach out to you about this and bully you about it. Um, I really can't thank you enough. Like I had so much fun doing this with you. And 
And for anyone listening, please go follow Jackie at Jackie Ashray. And she does a million things like The Morning Toast, my favorite podcast in the world. You can go listen to her on Patreon too. Like there's Patreon, there's Spotify, Breaking Bread, there's your YouTube channel. Am I leaving something out? No, I mean, just redheads. That's only once a and month. The redheads. Yes, because she is an avid fucking reader and got me back into reading and she has wonderful recommendations. Oh my God. Thank you. My work here is done that I'm taking time from TikTok for you to read. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 